right, welcome back to the Digital Social Hour. I'm your host, Sean Kelly, along with my co-host, Wayne Lewis. What up, what up? And our guest today, Edmund Kutan. How we doing? Doing Edmund. great. Blessed and highly favored. How are you guys? Fresh, man. Good, man. You pull up on the jet today or what? <laughs> I live in Vegas, so okay. I, was, I was just able to take my uh, orange Chrysler. All oh, right. Okay. Not bad. So I you came in here the, uh, fresh. Came in here fresh. Thank came in you. here with the squad. Yeah, everybody, everybody came in here fresh. Smelling good, looking good, feeling good. Hell yeah. And you got the, is that the Patek? Uh, 5980, yes, sir. Beautiful, yeah. man. Yeah. You get that retail or secondary? I wish. Uh, but actually, I feel like it's a little bit cooler of a story. I uh, got it from my watch mentor. Okay. He's got about a $25 million watch collection. Wow. I so met wait, you have a watch mentor? Yes, sir. That's actually a thing. Oh, yeah. I it is, a, at I least for one. me. Wow. So yeah. what, what actually made you get a watch mentor? Let's start there. So I it was the grand opening of... Um, What's that restaurant at Resorts World? Oh, Carver. Uh, no, it's actually it was originated in L.A. Now they opened up at Resorts World. Oh, the pizza spot. No. No. Uh, and they have really good uh, alcohol. Their alcohol is like pretty much wholesale. Um, uh, Wally's. Oh, Wally's. Wally's. Yeah. Were you there last night? No, no, no. We were at um, Berries. Oh, Berries. Okay. So grand okay. opening of Wally's. I got invited. You know. A lot of the ownership is tied in with different businesses mm-hmm. and um, and this Asian dude's there and he compliments me on my green face Daytona also mm-hmm. also known as a John Mayer and uh, we start talking watches and he starts pulling up his phone mm. he was he was rocking a nice Richard Mill mm. which 99% of the time when someone's rocking a Richard Mill it's they fake really oh yeah 100% oh, I didn't know that they only make like what 1500 or something like of certain they pieces. make 5,000 Richard Mills a year yeah. wow but you have to understand you've got all these I mean in Vegas everybody's a millionaire right. until the, until the tab comes. can you spot a fake Richard Mill if you saw one very few people can yeah. uh, to be a, absolutely sure you would have to you know hold, hold the it. watch right. but aren't jewelers so jewelers are selling fake Richard Mills in. I, I'm not gonna say anything <laughs> like that <laughs> get them from somewhere air I would never buy a, an RM Right. without boxing papers right. obviously right. and uh most important i only yeah. buy watches with boxing papers absolutely amen to that yeah, yeah. That's, that's a very smart thing because mm-hmm. if you don't more than likely it's it's either fake or stolen yeah and or it's considered a naked watch mm-hmm. and then if you ever need it to get it serviced it could be confiscated mm-hmm. right right because rolex or yeah. whatever ap Audemars piguet or patek philippe will just take it if it's stolen I love watches, man. I could talk about them all day. What are your, uh, why'd you get into watches actually? Was it as an investment or just as a casual, I want to wear these? Um, He's a fly dude. The watch watch said it all. Yeah. I mean, my dream watch growing up was a Breitling, you know, your good old Navitimer. And Mm. once you finally achieve that, you kind of have your sight on a Rolex, Mm. the most recognizable brand and actually the most valuable brand in the world. And, you know, it's a little bit of a status symbol, mm-hmm. but once you are done with the stainless steel sub or GMT, which, you know, the valet in Europe has, yeah. um, you're going to move on to AP and Patek. And right. ultimately, I'm never going to be defined by a watch. But what I would tell any young man out there or young lady is that it's a great savings account on the wrist. Mm. And it's actually one of the most appreciating assets we've seen over the last 15 years, actually over real estate and, uh, you know, other investments. We've seen the watch market uh, absolutely blow up thanks to crypto. And we see it pretty tied 
Especially like, during uh, what the pandemic, right? Yeah. Watches were shooting oh, they up like crazy. Shot up, man. I mean, I I got offered three eighty five for this watch. Wow. When it was probably worth four twenty five, and now today, since you've seen crypto plummet, mm. this watch you know might be worth two hundred, which is still a lot. Yeah, it's still two hundred thousand. Yeah, right. I mean, it's all relative. Right, right, right. If you look at it, it's a hundred you know percent loss. Now, for any young man out there, you're looking at getting your first watch. You know, you will be taken a lot more seriously in different rooms, and you obviously have something on the wrist. You can't rent it. You have to buy it. And understand, if you put your money in stainless steel Rolex, it is very, very safe, and it'll appreciate every year at a higher rate than real estate. I bought my first house in 2014 for Mm $390,000 in Portland, Oregon. That was a very big deal. Um, and I also bought my first stainless steel sub that year. Mm. And, you know, a stainless steel sub is probably the most recognizable Rolex in the world. Submariner, yeah. And so, uh, the special forces used mm. to actually wear them back in the 70s and 80s. You can swim in those, right? What? You, of yeah, course. Yeah. And the reason the special forces wore that watch is because not only is it an incredible watch, it's considered a utility watch, but it also looks good with a suit if it's the only watch you have. Right. But also in a, a second or third world country, if they needed to barter or trade right then and there on the spot, they could take their watch off and get whatever they oh, needed. Wow. See, I didn't know that. Wow. Yes, sir. Facts. So let's dive into the solar stuff because that's how you made money to buy all these watches. So what was your solar journey like? Really quickly on uh, buying my first house and my first watch, I ended up selling that house uh, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And I bought it for three ninety, and I sold it for four seventy. So you can do the the comparison differences. Obviously, I paid a ton of interest because I got the loan at 4% interest. And then after the fees with the uh, real estate agent and closing, you know, I walked away with like 35 or 40 grand. I don't even remember. That watch I bought for $7,300 and I needed money when I got started in solar Mm -hmm. because I was knocking doors. I was sleeping out of my car. I was uh, sleeping in hotel rooms that are $60, sometimes with bed bugs. Mm. And I ended yeah. up selling that watch for $14,500, which 13. is 100% over what I paid mm. for yeah. it wow. in order to be able to keep going mm. in solar. So I, I absolutely love watches. Actually, right now I'm in the process of uh, uh, starting another business endeavor, mm-hmm. and I'm self-funding uh, it. And in order to come up with some of the money, I've had to go into my watch collection Mm. and look at a few pieces that I may be willing to part with in order to make an investment. And, uh, you know, you uh, I I don't know too much, but you're involved in in crypto and so on and so forth. And, of course, a lot of people have done very well with with crypto, such as yourself. Nice. I personally um, have not done well with with crypto, but I do have a friend. In 2012, he told me to put $10,000 into Bitcoin, and I was I was on the toilet taking a shit, <laughs> and, I, and I had just lost 10 grand here, 10 grand there. Mm, and like, in nah. 2017, I think Bitcoin shot up to like 18,000. Yeah. Um, 20K, yeah. He cashed out 2,000 coins uh, at 18, and and got 36 million, and still had 8,000 coins. I was just on the phone with him yesterday. We shared the same birthdays. He's, he's from Guatemala. You know, he's got like seven Ferraris. That's a lot of money there. over there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but one thing I love about watches versus crypto, for example, because I put half a million dollars into crypto in November of 2021. Maybe not Ooh, the best timing. Yeah. But one thing I do love, and I, I've I've done okay. I've got different things, but the watch you get to hold, right? Mm-hmm. The watch you get to have in your safe. Mm-hmm. 
the watch you could easily take out and sell that day. Not saying that you can't do that with crypto, but you know, when you give somebody money for an investment, yeah. whether it's an altcoin or whatever, that money is gone. You don't see it. And, and there's a lot of trust involved. The watch, unlike a home or anything else you get to, you get to hold and it's easy to trade mm -hmm. and, and barter with. So I love that back to right. you. So yeah, man. no, I wanted, I was curious about your solar journey because I have a couple friends in that industry just dominating. So what was it like from you starting off door to door and now owning your own solar company? So I actually don't own a solar company. Uh, contrary to popular belief, I'm just a rep. Oh, okay. Um, Damn, how big of a rep are you? <laughs> well, like how big uh, you know, in a 1099 position, you are somewhat fortunate to be able to mm. eat what you kill. And so you could say... I'm the CEO of my own business, right? But you still have a team, right? You still have a team. Yeah, so I was fortunate enough to be able to build a mm. team and I do make overrides okay. and I uh, used to have a little bit of profit sharing off oh. of um, the team I built. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah, so my first year in solar was not glamorous or, or easy by any means. Mm -hmm. I, I was in Portland, Oregon at the time. and What year I, was that when you first started? So when I looked at solar it was 2018, I was 30 okay. years old. I was in Portland, Oregon, and I was in the NFL club. No friends left, no funds left. Mm. I was the laughing stock of my town and I was 30 years old. Wow. wow. Yeah, I, I slept on my buddy's couch in low income housing. I woke up and I would play Call of Duty. And Damn. then uh, I'd, I'd start drinking and, and I decided to, to start training for my first amateur fight. So I like boxing. Uh, just jujitsu and, and okay. we tie. Yeah. I was just going to go in the cage and, Fuck you know, I had a death wish. Yeah, yeah. You know. But I, I found out about solar in November of 2018. Mm -hmm. And there's a million ways to make a million bucks in America, but it felt really good. Like yeah. as far as how beneficial it is for the homeowner, um, helping the planet mm -hmm. and then getting paid handsomely. I was like, OK, mm -hmm. I'm in. Let's go. Nice. Yeah. And so you were going door to door at first. So, yeah, I I went door to door i was 30 years old and i was able to show proficiency like mm -hmm. right off the bat above of average ability as far as from sales um, as far as like sales, communicating so like, effectively yeah. with a homeowner and, and being able to get a sale now was that natural or is it something that you actually practice like what was your ritual every morning um, yeah morning? well you know I, yeah. I was born and raised in paris france and i came to america when i was 12. Yeah. Right. so i spoke french and then my grandmother's from spanish mm -hmm. uh, from spain so i spoke spanish before i ever spoke any english and I had it, you know, I didn't know how to speak English at 12. I didn't know how to read and write. I didn't, yeah. I had an accent. It was rough. So there's nothing in my life that's really come naturally. And I don't, mm -hmm. I don't really believe in, in natural or talent. Mm -hmm. I, I believe in, in hard work. I right, think right. work is a great separator. So as far as my in-home experience goes, mm -hmm. I um, have sold gutters. I've tried windows. Mm -hmm. I've tried roofing. Mm -hmm. I've tried pavers. So you were a salesman just off the rip. Right? Jack of all trades, master yeah. of none would, would have described me very well. Wow. Yeah. One of your quotes, uh, I saw was a little controversial. You said women are more coachable than men. Wow. Wh where did you hear that? I might have seen a video or two. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a firm believer of that. And, you know, I've created 11 millionaires in the solar industry. How many women? Actually, that's not that's not necessarily true. I've, I've helped 11 people have a six figure month mm -hmm. and some of them, you know, when you make a lot of money, which what people think a lot of money is, the more money you make, the more your ego climbs for the most part. Right. E.G.O. Edging got out. They become harder to coach, too. And so a lot of people have moved on to greener pastures and, and have stopped making 100 grand or 150 grand mm -hmm. a month since. But, yeah, I haven't actually helped a, a woman make 
uh, a six-figure income in solar, mm. but outside of solar, uh, just through very little um, coaching and mentoring, if you would want to call it that, I don't consider. I, I believe those that can't that teach, you know, can't do, or those that can't do teach. So mm. I don't want to be considered that yeah. at all. Uh, but women are a little bit more open to recommendations. They have a little bit less of an ego, uh, in my opinion, from mm. what I've from my experience. Right. And uh, actually, there's a perfect example of a young lady uh, who I met at Rhino. Screaming Rhino, the yes, strip club? Yeah, it was her first night. Okay. And she was 24 years old. And, um, well, you know, I got to know her later that night. And <laughs> three months <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> later, she uh, asked me for a gig in solar. Mm -hmm. And I let her know, like I do most young ladies, that solar's pretty tough. Right. Um, it's deregulated and the industry really isn't far enough along the road for me to be able to recommend it to someone. Right. Um, and, and I, and I highly recommend finding another sales gig, right? Sales is the highest paid, hardest working profession on earth. And it is the lowest paid, easiest working profession on earth. And women have a massive advantage in sales mm. period because sex sells, but you have to be cut from a certain cloth, especially during door to door. Well, sales. a lot of beautiful women also need to understand that they can marry into more in a second than they can make in a lifetime. So what I've noticed, I actually don't hire uh, women for the most part. And the reason why is because without exception, you know, I've never touched my downline. I keep it very professional. And without exception, they've always ended up falling in love with the next highest income earner. And really? then they go off and start, you know, you AMD, of course. Yeah. Within um, your company? Well, people meet each other at the workplace, right? Mm -hmm. Whoever yeah. you work with the most is whoever you familiarize yourself with the most right. is whoever you fall in love with. It happens mm. in corporate America all the time. Mm. Long story short with this uh, <laughs> uh, young lady, uh, she, sh today she makes $120,000 a month mm. in insurance and climbing. What I think is in insane is I haven't given her a fraction of the time and attention and coaching and mentoring that I give my guys in solar, right? Mm -hmm. But she's been able to p implement a little bit from afar mm. and 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 really reprogram uh, herself and mm -hmm. her identity to go from choosing to dance mm -hmm. to actually getting into sales, right. dressing professionally, paying attention, mm -hmm. and freaking change her life, change her family's life. I Pretty think incredible. she probably, in a lot of different aspects, probably admired you and looked up to you. So, I mean, yeah, uh, whatever it is that that got her to, yeah. you know, have the strength and the courage yeah. to do it, regardless of her background and and you know her her um, environment, yeah. it's, it's pretty remarkable. That's solid. That's dope. So you try to separate business and personal life, so you wouldn't date a coworker. Never, that would be the most unprofessional thing uh, you could do. And I tell my guys all the time, don't fuck your downline. Um, <laughs> I don't bring dick I to tell work. them if it has, uh, you know apricotsolar.com email don't look at it don't mm. touch it for frankly you know if in this in a situation happens which they do right because of team nights or different things and people are drinking mm. i'm always going to side with the young lady really? i mean you should be smart enough not mm. to put yourself into that situation young man we've talked about it there's been several warnings and uh you done fucked up sonny boy so if you find out about it what happens you let them go Wheezy yeah, out. Probably, and yeah. and you know, it's funny because talk is cheap, right? Actions speak louder than words and, and people want to test you. I had a young man who was making 50 grand a month and he got multiple warnings and I shared with him his future, right? His dream car, the 
orange McLaren and mm-hmm. making a hundred grand a month and making a hundred grand a week and but you got to be able to stay away from mm-hmm. from the women in the company mm-hmm. there's so many of them out there waiting for you mm-hmm. you don't have to use your influence that you have in this company yeah. to you know from stage or whatever to, to do that and and you know a lot of guys don't think they're gonna get fired because mm-hmm. they make so much money they have such a team mm-hmm. so much influence but right. for me it's never been about the money and it's you know businesses are just people um, and 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 unfortunately or fortunately you know my code of honor is is company first mission second and individual third so how important is um reading to you like uh, as far as pouring into yourself and educating yourself from like a betterment standpoint whether it's sales books you know self-improvement like art is like like what's your take on that like daily like what, what, what do you what do you look at yourself that's and tell yourself daily what do you listen to what yeah. do you read every day like what's that's your thing every day like that's what makes definitely you a tricky you one why well i think all of us when we first get introduced to mm-hmm. personal development you know you kind of fall in love with it yeah absolutely um, i'm sure you guys have dove into nlp for those of you who don't know neuro linguistic programming and and for me I truly believe an hour in the field beats 40 hours in the classroom, Mm. right? A lot of the stuff you're going to read in books is going to go right over your head if Mm. you haven't developed yourself to a certain point. Absolutely. So for me, the the perfect balance Mm -hmm. would be 90% productive activity and 10% personal development. Mm -hmm. What I've found is a lot of people like to do 90% personal development (laughs) and 10% productive activity. Yeah. And unfortunately, knowledge, you know, as incredible yeah. as it is, yeah. is useless unless it's applied. Yeah, it's Facts. only power when it's applied. It's other than yes, that, sir. it's just useless. Yeah, 100%. And, and that's why I tell people there's a difference between knowing the path mm. and walking the path. Right. Yeah. right? And, at, and at the end of the day, you've got to decide what's going to motivate mm. you and move you mm. into action. Mm. Obviously, if you look at my social media, I look like a superficial asshole. That you would probably yeah. never want. Not really. You, you look like. I mean, just well, you like guys, you fly. You, know you guys I mean? might be able to read past the bullshit. But yeah. The I average ninety nine percenter. I, I look like a. You yeah. know. Yeah. I see you're doing it for show. Right. I can and, see that. And so I well, would tell marketing. any young man yeah. out there, uh, you know, if your dream is a gold rolly or a Lambo or something superficial, mm-hmm. like, don't be embarrassed about that. Don't. Uh, you don't have to hide that, and and there's nothing wrong with that mm. because. The work you will put in and the person you will have to become to treat yourself to that, which I would call putting your own mask on before, you know, paying off your your parents home. Uh, that work is what's going to help you become uh, financially free. But but if you're not motivated for something that's immediate, because nowadays you follow guys like yeah. Sean or, or anybody that's documented, you're. 90 days out nine months out nine years out it's very achievable right Mm -hmm. whatever your goal is there's somebody who's done it and who can lead you in the right direction but you got to find what motivates you maybe you say you want to retire your parents you say you want to buy them a house sound good but fuck if that doesn't get you out of Mm -hmm. bed at six in the morning if you can't jump out like you're possessed for that Mm -hmm. well let's reduce the goal to like a little rolex or something micro goals yes sir yeah so what advice would you give a person that like how do you go from a bad salesperson to a good salesperson how do you groom that guy meaning he has potential but he's bad at it how do you make him the guy Mm, have you ever made that guy like to where you're damn near staring at yourself (laughs) i I can't want it for you more than you want it for yourself yeah and so you got to kind of meet people where they're at 
Mm. Um, but as but a coach, people, as a mentor, you meet people where they're at, but you coach them up. You correct? only have so much time, so you got to justify yeah. your time and who you spend it with. Gotcha. You know, if you're truly serious, not curious about changing the quality of your life, mm -hmm. you've got to be able to humble yourself and become coachable, right? Gotcha. Everybody knows everything and has nothing. 99% of people will have an excuse for their lack of success and an excuse for other people's success. Bar. And they're unable to grow in that state. Your mind's like a parachute. It's not gonna work unless it's open. You have to understand that if you knew what we knew, right? If you did what we do, you'd have what we have. Bar. You know, I tell my guys all the time, if you see what I saw and feel the way I felt, we'll make millions of dollars together. Yeah. And, and they don't get it. It's a bar. Right? He's not an asshole either, guys. That's, <laughs> that's real. He's, it, that's that's just real. It's just being honest with you. Yeah. Not I mean, many you, people. You have to definitely put the work in. Yeah. Not many people are that honest to your face, and some people get but offended. They lack accountability. Well, he's yeah. saying. I, I do feel like I I bring out a lot of people's insecurities. Yeah. And I won't apologize for that. Right. If it's the right time in your life for growth, for accountability. Right for letting go of the past so you can grow right. and 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 just going for it, mm -hmm. I, I'm there. And mm -hmm. I'll be belly to belly, eyeball to eyeball, in the trenches. You know, you, I mean, I pick up the phone for my guys at 11 p.m., right? Mm -hmm. like, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm -hmm. Once you start caring about yourself, once you start investing in yourself, once you start putting in the work, well, when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. I love that. I see you have a lot of photos with the violin. Is that your form of meditation? So cigars is <laughs> probably my easiest form of meditation. Mm. Um, it's definitely a spiritual thing for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, contrary to popular belief, guys, it's hand-rolled tobacco. The cigars I smoke are dinosaur bones. You cannot buy them. They come out of $20,000 humidors and above. Whoa. And uh, you're not inhaling anything. You're just doing it for the pungent taste. Mm -hmm. It's like the shamans back in the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I highly recommend you toss out the hookah or the vape pen or terrible. whatever it is that you do that terrible and you find yourself a nice cigar it is an acquired taste my first cigar was with my grandma when i was eight years old whoa um, that's early yeah <laughs> i started early is that normal in france eight yeah, not, I think not so, necessarily right. normal but it's it's not uncommon okay it's not frowned upon in the states right. i'd be yeah. Yeah. like child abuse oh, right you would yeah. literally different, you know, on channel <laughs> nine news for sure. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but a cigar lounge guys is where you're going to meet successful entrepreneurs that you actually want to associate with mm. the first billionaire I ever spoke to was in lima peru and it was over a cigar mm. there's men out there that have everything from 30 cars in their garage to just an insane real estate portfolio and you can actually make a friend mm -hmm. with a 30 dollar stick so what's the strategy? Say I pull up to a cigar lounge. I'm not a smoker, but if it means good networking, I'm, I'm interested now. So what's your strategy when you go to a cigar lounge? So somebody who would be starting out, find yourself a light cigar. And it doesn't have to be expensive. You know, Oliva has a great $11 stick. That's how I started in my late 20s. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really didn't like it. I didn't like the smell of the smoke. Um, but I knew that I... My life is going to be a direct reflection of my network. You know, mm -hmm. your, your network is your net worth. I knew that for me to, for things to stop, like for things to change, I had to change. Absolutely. And I wanted to, to become more Absolutely. And, and to have more access. You know, my parents are, are little naturopathic doctors in Portland, Oregon. They make 150 grand a year. And my whole life they've told me, Edmund, life's not that easy. Mm -hmm. Edmund, life doesn't work that way. 
I re- you know, I grew up maybe in a three hundred fifty thousand dollar home in, in in Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. and I remember remember saying one day I'll, I'll live in a two million dollar home, and you know they they lectured me because they didn't think <laughs> I liked the house we lived in. <laughs> so uh, to go back, you start out with an affordable stick, a light stick, and maybe only smoke a quarter of it or half of it, right? Mm-hmm. If it's going to make you sick, but while you're smoking, there's there's going to be you're going to start up a conversation with someone, and mm. and to me, you know, 99% of people likes like to learn from their own experience. They know everything and they have nothing, and and whatever you tell them, they're just going to do the opposite. Mm-hmm. And if you can get to a point to where you have a desire to learn from other people's experiences, you know, from your elders, now that's wisdom. Mm. So for me, I might be doing a lot of talking right now, but when I've got somebody 10 years my senior and above around me that's documented you're listening man i just soak it in i take notes i'll even pull out my phone and and write write some of the philosophies or some of the quotes to me your life is a direct reflection of the philosophies you identify with Mm -hmm. and live by Mm -hmm. you know your life your perspective makes you Mm -hmm. or breaks you your viewpoint makes you or kills you and my perspective and my viewpoint is way different than the one of 99 percent of people Mm -hmm. in the world Mm. I love that, man. That's powerful. Yeah, I like that thinking. That's how you're supposed to think. I mean, especially when you want to go after it, you have to associate with those that go after it, have went after it, and speak from experience, not just from, like, what they see. You know, there's a lot of scammers out there from a knowledge standpoint. You know, but the, ben- the thing about scammers is that they're just better marketers. So you got to – that's their thing, and you know. They know can, I, can I speak on scammers really quick? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys. If, if you've been scammed out there before, you know, if you have a story, like everyone has a story, okay? And nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> if you're talking about your past, <laughs> you're not doing well in the present. <laughs> and I'll tell you guys, I'm not the smartest kid in the room. And the amount of times that I've been scammed and taken advantage of and screwed over in my 20s and even in my 30s as a millionaire is asinine. It's embarrassing. And that's okay, guys. Failing forward is where it's at okay success is found when no one's watching success is not luck success is nothing other than the activities that you do on a daily basis that will amount and compound to something great if you don't quit three feet from gold and 99 percent of people do what they quit three feet from gold do not let that be you get back up right if it won't matter five years from now don't spend more than five minutes dwelling on it scammers are all around us and when they get you, smile, be like, damn, now I, I just learned a lesson. And most people are unwilling to take accountability and learn the lesson, so what happens? They repeat the mistake, the lesson keeps ch- chasing them. So, you know, it's okay to get scammed. I'm sure I'll get scammed again in yeah, my life. Yeah, I've been scammed before and out of a whole car. All the time, man. Wait, what? Yeah, I got scammed out of a whole fucking car. I gotta um, hear this. Yeah, I, actually, the car I had, I sold it, then gave this other guy the money because I was expecting a car to come out here because I was I was buying it, it was a he was a, a broker okay and shit never came mm. and mm-hmm. how did you give the person the money just gave it to him cash he was a guy that we knew I was never expecting like for us to get scammed I mean, damn yeah. and he just ran off there, yeah. there's a lot of people in this city that that you know that seem prominent and and that he had a tow know. truck driver call me and everything a what fake tow truck driver that's a good scam man dude I would have fell for that one, too. Oh, my great, God. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. A great way to stop getting scammed, guys, and you could write this one down. Hmm. Look at the numbers. P- 
People lie, numbers don't. Documentation beats conversation. I, I'm very blessed today to be you know, partnered up with some of the wealthiest families in this city. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of them is uh, Scott Sibley. I mm -hmm. don't know if you guys have heard the name. No, I but he owns, a, he owns a company and there isn't a single foreclosure in this city that doesn't go through his company, mm. which is pretty powerful. Right. And what a great place to identify what's going on with someone, right? You mm -hmm. look at the real estate mm -hmm. and you look at the state of the real estate. Right. Is it in foreclosure? Is it in bankruptcy? Mm. And, and so I'll, I'll share with you guys, there isn't a single situation in your life right now where numbers aren't involved. Numbers are everywhere. And if you look for the numbers and if you ask for the numbers, that will help you avoid a lot of headache mm. and turmoil and uh and scammers i love that uh have you any ha have you had any battles with uh mental health anxiety depression along the way 100 percent um i have a pretty traumatic past mm. um in france and uh, in 2012 i was selling coffee all over south america mm. uh, through the network marketing model and i devoted my whole freaking life to it uh for two and a half years mm -hmm. I was speaking on stage in front of the thousands in Spanish, and I was living in Peru and Colombia and mm. Costa Rica and Colombia, and I had a business in the States as well. And, and I built it to that million dollar a year mark. Like I, mm. I was supposed to be making over 80,000 a month from the comp plan. Mm. Right. And instead I was making 30. And then you can live off of 30, you know, especially as a kid. I don't mm -hmm. know how you would do it today, but as a kid back then, 2012, I was okay, 7,500 bucks a week. Yeah. And uh, but you know, I had the S550. I had <laughs> I had about 15k of it going out yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I was supposed to be making 80, and instead the company started going backwards, and my 30 went to 20 to 10, and I cracked. I I lost it. Mm -hmm. I found myself playing my violin outside 7-Eleven in San Bernardino County. Whoa. I ended up getting beat up by three cops. Jeez. I told them I was gonna burn down their you know, police station and find mm -hmm. their families if anything ha was, you know, happened to my violin. I have a 1710 Go Friller. Is that um, like an expensive violin or something? It's older than the Declaration of the United States. Damn. Whoa. When my grandfather passed away, um, he gave up a lot of his estate so that I could have a concert violin. I was 16 years old and it was time to- what? Uh, Wow, that's yeah. a big sacrifice. Wow. I mean, it's, it, was my, uh, it was my family's dream was for me to be a, a concert violinist. I hated it every single day of my life. So how did you bounce back? Like, if you can give advice to someone who like had reached that low, like how do you bounce back from that? Like how do you like bounce from back? From like being locked up and Yeah, just like, you know, like mentally confined. So the the reason I I, I lost it was uh, none nothing else than lack of sleep. So I've mm. never done drugs. I don't do Adderall, I don't do Xanax. I feel guilty anytime I drink caffeine because I truly believe when you drink caffeine, you're robbing yourself of tomorrow for today. Mm. Right? You're actually pulling from your adrenal glands and you're depleting them mm. and so i'll tell any young man out there you know who believes that money doesn't sleep and who wants to put in the extra hours and who has a burning desire for success and who'll do whatever it takes to to win and i admire that but just remember that that you need your sleep i i had trained myself to to suffice off of four hours of sleep a day which is very dangerous i don't recommend it 
but I was definitely 20 hours on, four hours off. And once I crossed over that, and I did it because of failure and trying to save the company and yeah, stuff, yeah. I just completely lost it. Wow. And uh, recently, uh, in January 22nd, I resigned from uh, the solar company I'm with uh, because of something that happened. And it was a it was complete heartbreak. And it's funny because in 2012, I lost it. And uh, in 2023, I lost it again. Right? Wow. Now this time, not as a Bad, you yeah. know 23 year old kid who doesn't even make 30 grand a month. I lost mm. it as a as a 34 year old kid who's got uh, the means. Mm. So I didn't end up in jail. Uh, you know, I was able to PJ everywhere and and go to the nicest uh, resorts like the Pelican. Mm -hmm. That's owned by. So you was know, playing your violin on the PJ this time. I've played my violin, I think, <laughs> on like 20 different PJs <laughs> in the last That's uh, sick, man. month and a half, which has been very therapeutic. Yeah. And um, and yeah, guys, sleep is absolutely necessary, scientifically proven to be necessary. I don't trust the science, um, and I do believe you can train yourself to operate off of four hours, but you are going to deplete yourself and, and rob yourself of, of your health, and health is yeah. wealth. You know, there's a lot of young parents out there that have kids and the parents age a lot when the kids are born and they don't they are not able to sleep mm. wow S so be mindful of that on your way up as you start working or building a business to where even if you think you're crushing it and everything makes sense and you're on your way mm. you best get some sleep one one thing i did before getting on this podcast got some sleep is, take a nap uh, <laughs> the, the night before i wasn't able to sleep i only got one hour mm. i was out working Jeez. I had some guys that came into town from Miami that wanted to see me, and mm -hmm. I was actually in bed at 1 a.m. because I wanted to get my five hours, um, and and I got out of bed, got dressed, and, and, and went and saw them. But but last night, I was like, if I'm going to make sense on this podcast, gotta get some sleep. I've got to get some sleep. So last night, I got five and a half hours. So you have any um, final words for um, the entrepreneurs out there watching you and the ones that look up to you and you know, anything, any uh, inspirational words you want to give, words of encouragement or any f final thoughts on them? Let's talk. Let's rock. You know, if you believe mm. you're playing for it, you're playing for it. You can have anything you want in life. And it's in moments of decision that your destiny is determined. And if you can't change your environment, change your environment. I moved out from Portland, Oregon to California where I had no friends, no distractions. And, you know, those 10 words to live by. If it is to be, it's up to me. You got to take accountability for your life. The climb of success, wh whether you want to look at a mountain or a ladder, it's it's such an easier thing to do, right? People stress out about bills. Stress for success, baby. I mean, truly, if you think about it right now, when you're just living the day-to-day, -day, when every year's the same, you're living on a bunch of things that are not worthy of your time, mm -hmm. energy, and and purpose, mm -hmm. right? When you, when you choose to live a life of purpose, when you choose to live an intentional life, when you're fighting for your freedom, for your family's freedom, when you believe in what you're doing, when you're actually passionate about something, and when you go for it and you start growing, the more you grow, the more your income grows and, and money is just a byproduct. The person you become, the people you meet, the relationships you acquire, the rooms that you are, are invited in. Like I, I showed up to one of your events and it was phenomenal. Oh, which one? There was, um, you weren't able to make it. You oh, had some the first sort of one, family yeah. emergency. Yeah, the biggest. But you know, there's there's like-minded people in there. You know, birds of a feather flock together. Yeah, yeah, people, 
you know, become who they hang around. Right now, your circle, if they smoke weed and make 40 grand a year and, you know, watch Netflix and chill and go to festivals, well, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. We're, we're taking a PJ, PJ to a festival tomorrow. <laughs> but, but, you know, just, just make sure that, it, that you know that you're going to have to give up your previous life if, if you want a new one. Gotcha. Mm. I love that, man. Where can they find you, Wayne? At the creator on Instagram, T H E C R 38 T O R. Sean Mike Kelly, that was a great episode, Digital Social Hour. I'll see you guys next week. Peace.